talking about the things that matter most to you. Catholic Women Now. Well, welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson. Good morning. I'm Chris Magruder. How are you? I'm doing well. You know what I was thinking? We haven't talked about how we spread out the red checker tablecloth and we have a pull up a cup of coffee and a chair and just uh, join us. I've morning. got my water this morning. Yes, I have my Don't water. Don't have my too. coffee. Yes. Got my water. Yes, yes. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yes. We need yes. water. We I need know. Water, yeah. so. Well, should we start with a quick prayer? Yes, do that. In yes. the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Julie, truth, goodness, and beauty. You have anything to talk about with that yet today? Go. (laughs) Go. 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 Um, I do. I do. So, a friend shared this with me this week, and it's it, it's a prayer from um, St. Teresa of Avila, and it's a prayer to reclaim wasted years. And I'm like... To bring back the youth? Well, yeah, I you know. I'm, okay. You know, see if my wrinkles disappear over the next few weeks, <laughs> right? No. No, but it's it, I'm just going to uh, read a little bit of this because um, it's so powerful. It says, while recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future. And may I appear before you in wedding garments. Oh, Isn't awesome. that beautiful? Because, you know, Chris, I've, I've, we've talked off air about how we're coming into new things in our faith, especially, and like, I wish I would have known that. Or I wish I could have lived according to this teaching or mm-hmm. or. You did more of this ministry right. that I'm doing now. Right. Like, like for me, it's been like the Holy Spirit. Well, St. Teresa of Avila was not always, you know, as strong in her faith. And, and she wasn't a strong nun, honestly, for a while. And so he, he allowed her that prayer probably to give her that time back that she but, missed and, out on. And how for all of us. Mm-hmm. That's for all of us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she wasted, well, she we wasted all do. 20 we, years yeah. as, as a nun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying... That it was, I'm regretting what happened. God mm-hmm. had a plan and all right. that. But it's it's comforting and a joy to know there's hope, right? Yeah. And we're, but, not, we're not ready to just be done. In the things that we did wrong, we were learning. But, you know, could we have those years back to serve or to do better? Yeah. And, you know? and anything, any knowledge, I think about knowledge. Lord, yeah. I haven't learned that God, you know, can give us that full knowledge of things. Yeah. So what's yours? Well, mine actually, um, last night I was with my marriage group and we were talking a little bit about dreaming. And I just, you know, we were all kind of challenged to, do we still dream? And I think some of us realize we don't now dream anymore. you're talking about dreams like in your sleep? Not dreams. dreams? At, yes, good question. Not dreaming at night, not necessarily in our sleep. Um, the kind of dream where you, you think, what do I still want out of life? What do oh. I look forward to? Mm-hmm. Let's dream. And I know you were saying one of the things that you used to dream about was when you were little, be, you know, being on a radio yeah. show and look at where God brought you. And you too as well. I mean, yeah. so we had the same dream. Yeah. But... Well, my dream was to be a disc jockey. <laughs> Spin the tunes. <laughs> so it's a little different, but yeah. yeah, no, it's fun to be on the radio. So praise God. Yeah, it is. And um, I, I took the Encounter online course, and one of the things they do is they talk about your kingdom dreams. Mm. What are your kingdom dreams? And they let us through this format. And I mm-hmm. think that's important too. Yeah. You know, think, what is your kingdom dreams? Yeah. Because a lot of our dreams are inspired by the Holy Spirit, and we may not realize it. Mm. Yes. So just the beauty of 
being able to dream still. It doesn't matter your mm-hmm. age, dreaming. So it's that imagination coming mm-hmm. alive again. Yeah, and the goodness of God through yes. them. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, well, and we have a great guest coming on. Why don't you introduce Mike to everybody? Yeah, we have Mike Perkins joining us today. Um, Mike is president of St. Kevin Foundation. It's a Catholic charity organization. However, he has a beautiful story of healing, physical healing in his life. And so we're have, we wanted to invite Mike on to share that with all that. God's glory for everybody else. So, Mike, welcome to Catholic Women Now. Thank you. A blessing to be with you. I'll tell you what, um, I heard your story from you, actually. I, but Julie and I, before um, I met you in person, we were praying for you. You know, we had, we had heard your story because you had come to Des Moines and had this um, your, your testimony take place. So, I mean, share with our Des Moines listeners and all our listeners around the world, actually, your testimony of, um, I know every time something big like what happened to you happens in our lives, we grow closer to God, but you already were. I mean, all your life you have been serving the Lord, but tell us a little bit about your background and um, what brought you to Des Moines, et cetera. I'll do it. I And I'll say, just as a preface, this isn't about me. It is about the love of the Lord, and it's there for all of us. And so mm-hmm. I share that story in his name with great gratitude. I, I'm just one of those very blessed people that was raised in a Catholic family by, with a devout mother and grandmother and others who I don't ever remember not being a person who was aware that uh, serving the Lord was important. And so I was very fortunate to meet my wife while we were in college. Uh, we met on February 8th in her sophomore year and my junior year, and in six weeks we were discussing marriage, and four months we were engaged. And we got married a year later and have served the church <clears throat> all that time. So I had um, been, yes? Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay, I had been blessed to serve in various ways. I had worked at Focus and other places, but the Lord had called me to lead a pro-life organization, and that's what I was doing when this happened to me. I actually was headed to Des Moines for a board meeting on December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and I'd gotten up that morning. My office was in the hills of Austin, Texas. I was working on my fitness, and I had gone for a long five-mile walk in the hills and was just celebrating the fact that I was on a good track physically. My nutritionist was headed to a conference of $2,000, uh, 2000 doctors, to, and she had asked if she could use my blood work as the poster boy for what can happen if you get serious about your health. And I just got on that plane feeling joy and um, some satisfaction and walked off that plane with some abdominal discomfort and checked into my hotel, and life changed abruptly because that abdominal discomfort turned out to be profuse abdominal bleeding, which caused me, after a couple of um, episodes that evidenced that, to call an ambulance to come get me at the hospital. I don't know if you all have ever bled profusely, but you get very weak, and I was too weak even to drive to the hospital very quickly. Mm. So the ambulance came and got me and took me to the Catholic Hospital in Des Moines, Iowa. And at 3 or so in the morning, I called my wife and said, look, I'm 
I'm in the hospital, got a bit of a bleed, but don't worry about it. I'm sure everything will be fine. They'll find it, and I'll let you know how it goes. And from there, it descended into a very bad situation in which over the next several days, I bled out every drop of that blood that my nutritionist was presenting to the doctor at her conference. Well, I think this fact, is a good place we could I'll take. I'll just say I bled out every drop three and a half times. Oh, wow. Well, we want to hear more about this, and, and uh, we got to take a little break here. We're speaking with Mike Perkins. He is giving us his beautiful testimony of God's glory of healing him. And when we come back, we'll, we're going to dive in a little bit more about what happened and what um, some of the, the, the fruits that came from that. This is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, where we're visiting with Mike Perkins. Mike has a story of miraculous healing that God, Jesus, healed him. And we were just talking before the break what happened. He was visiting Des Moines and ended up in the hospital seriously ill with bleeding. So, Mike, why don't you just kind of pick up from there? So I had checked into the hospital, and as I said, over the next several days, I bled out my entire blood supply three and a half times. I was very fortunate that a friend of mine, I'd come into Iowa for a board meeting, and the person who founded that organization came to my bedside very quickly and stood by me as I was going through this this uh, very concerning, disconcerting experience. And I had called my wife and told her not to worry about it. But he called her very quickly on that first day and said, this is not looking good. You better get up here. And he flew my wife and daughter to Des Moines. And my sister came as well because uh, they were told this, this might not end well. So over the next several days, every morning at uh, this wonderful hospital, eight doctors would come into my room. Uh, the head GI doctor, the chief resident, and then the students. And he would tell me what we're going to do to try to find this problem. And over the next three days, four days, they did two colonoscopies and three endoscopies, going down from the mouth trying to look at the arteries that feed the GI system and find the bleed, or going up from below in a colonoscopy and doing the same thing. But I was bleeding so much, they could not see anything when they got up there. And every evening, they'd come back in and say, I'm sorry, we weren't able to find the bleed. We're going to talk as a team, and tomorrow we'll try something different. By the fourth day, which was, uh, anyway, by the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, my situation had declined so precipitously that you could see it in the faces of the nurses and the doctors that they were very concerned. And on the morning of the Feast of Our Our Lady of Guadalupe, they came in for the morning session, and it was just somber feeling. And he said, basically, Mike, we've done everything we know how to do in this hospital to try to find this bleed, and we haven't been able to find it. There is a doctor nearby who knows something we don't know how to do, but he's very busy because he's the only person who knows how to do it. 
but he knows we have a critical patient and we're trying to get him here. And your job is to hang in there. And I really got the feeling that they think I'm going to die. What I didn't know is that my hemoglobin level had dropped below a level that sustains life. So I should have been dead already. Hemoglobin is, no matter what they put on a death certificate, the reason you die is because you don't have enough oxygen feeding the brain. And iron in the blood is what carries that oxygen to the brain. And my hemoglobin level, which carries that oxygen, had dropped below a fatal point. So they were very concerned. And they told me to hang in there and left. And I was praying my rosary. I was trusting in the Lord. If this is my time, I'll go, but I don't really want to go. And I was really bargaining with the Lord. Listen, I'm leading this pro-life organization. Please don't let me die yet. I want to I want to eradicate abortion from America. I want to do what you called me to do. And I haven't had time to do it yet because I just got there. Plus, our grandson is going to be born soon, and I'd really like to see my grandson. Plus, I don't want our children for the rest of their lives to say Christmas. Yeah, that's when Dad died. So I was praying, and my hospital room door opened, and three men came in. And I knew two of them, but I didn't know the third. And so Joe Teeling, who actually is involved with Iowa Catholic Radio in a powerful way, Oh, yes, we know Joe. <laughs> is connected with the organization that I was serving as president. And he had introduced me to Tim and said, Tim is supposed to be in Kansas City, but there's a blizzard, so his trip has been canceled. The Lord works through Tim to heal people. And I've asked him to come here and pray over you because it wasn't looking good. And I said, have at it. And these three men laid hands on me and prayed over me, and it was very comforting. And then they left. And I love that my daughter was there to witness this. My wife was there. But um, it was emotional and it was comforting. But I continued to bleed and I continued to pray my rosary. And an hour and a half later, the door opened and that third guy, Tim, came back in. And I said, Tim, you've come back. And he said, "I, I went home through the blizzard, got there. I just wanted to change clothes, light a fire in the fireplace, and relax. But the Lord told me to come back to the hospital and anoint you. And I always do what the Lord tells me. And he took a relic out of a box he was carrying, a relic of the true cross of Jesus Christ, which shocked me. And I said, where did you get this? He said, I got it from a priest friend. And he got it in Poland in 1948 after World War II when they found a lot of things the Nazi regime had stolen from Catholic churches. He laid that monstrance on my abdomen, and he went back to his case, and he took out some oil. I thought it was oil of chrism. He took the cap off, and my room was filled with a smell I've never smelled, and my daughter she, had, she was reaching for Kleenex, so she didn't see him lift the bottle of oil. But she smelled that smell, and so she turned around and wanted to know, what is that? And he said that when this priest said Mass at the shrine in Iowa, sometimes his chalice would secrete a, an oil. A gold metal chalice would secrete this oil, and he would wipe it off the rim and put it in a butter tub. The same would happen to the patent for the Eucharist. 
And he used this oil to begin to anoint me. And this is where I had a tremendous experience and conversation with the Lord. Because as he anointed my forehead and my throat and my chest and moved down to my abdomen, I became aware that the Lord was standing next to my bed. Hey, Mike. And I was so grateful. We're going yeah. to break right there and leave our listeners on the edge okay. of their seats because we have to take a quick good. break here. And you are listening to Catholic Women Now. This is Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We will be back in a second with Mike Perkins. Welcome back to Catholic so, Women Now. This is Chris Magruder with Mike Perkins, our guest, and Julie Nelson and I were chatting with him, talking to him a little bit about his testimony of healing. And so, um, Mike, I think we stopped to where something powerful was about to happen as you were saying your rosary and you had just been anointed. Tell our listeners what happened next. I became aware the Lord was standing next to me, and I said, Lord, I'm so glad you're here. I have a question for you. And he said, what is your question, Mike? And I said, I've been bleeding profusely, and I've been praying my rosary, and I've been praying the sorrowful mysteries. You were scourged at the pillar, and you were crowned with thorns. I've been to the Holy Land, Lord, and I've seen those thorns. They're two inches long. And you had those shoved onto your scalp. And as a former paramedic, I have seen one two-inch laceration cause a person to nearly bleed out. And you had 24 scalp lacerations and you were scourged. Lord, here's my question. I'm so weak from blood loss that I can't pick up my cell phone. How did you carry your cross? How did you carry your cross after bleeding so much? And he said, Mike, you'll recall I needed help carrying my cross. And I am here to help you carry your cross because you've helped me carry mine. You are not going to die. And I want you to tell everyone you love, as close as I am to you right now, I am this close to everyone ready to help them carry their cross in their darkest hour. If only they'll help me carry my cross. You've helped me carry my cross. You are not going to die. Wow. Wow. You are not going to die. And he was gone. And I came to and said to the gentleman, I just had a conversation with the Lord. And he said, I know. I could see him. He was standing at your right shoulder I could hear, I could see you talking, but I don't know what he said. Tell me what he said. And I said, he said, I'm not going to die. And the man said, that's the impression I'm getting. You're going to live. Wow. And so, and you did recover then, Mike, correct? Um, sh- I did. Shortly after that. And and you had, I know you had a, that doctor who was a specialist showed up and um, he was able to figure out where the bleed was, Correct. He ran a camera into the arteries themselves and found the bleed in a place where neither an endoscopy or colonoscopy could reach it. So there's a great story to that, but we don't have time for it. Well, I just think briefly I can just just add that that the miracle of that is he had two back-to-back cancellations and showed up in your your room. And so what amazing. And so that kind of goes into this whole idea of what miracles are and, and seeing miracles every day. I know that that has been something that you have... You have kind of been, it's been underscored in your life through this experience, among other things. So, Mike, just tell us a little bit more about 
What's what's been highlighted in your life nights and faith life since this happened? The the fruit of the experience for me is first of all I'm so grateful. I have an incredible wife and we've built a wonderful family. The work I do has always been fulfilling. But the joy of this is the incredible peace that has come because I know the Lord has us in the palm of his hand. And he is this close, as close as he was to me. He's this close to everyone. And I'll tell you, I was at a funeral yesterday for a cousin thinking about the fact that I should have died. He chose to enable me to not die. And life since then has just been very trustworthy. I mean, I just know that he has me in the palm. No matter what happens, I trust that the Lord is there. And I encourage everyone to know that the Lord is this close to them. This is what he asked me to tell you. He is this close to you, ready to help you in your darkest hour, if only you will help him carry his cross. Powerful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Comfort. Be present and serve, you know, and help carry yeah. Jesus' cross. That's very beautiful. So what I, I, I'm curious to know what impact this had on your daughter. The beauty of this is our daughter is very beautiful, intelligent, and accomplished. And we'd sent her to Catholic schools all her life. But you never know if they've had a powerful experience of the Lord. And I can tell you that witnessing this was meaningful for her. The joy of that is she she did have that grandson, but she's lost three children in the last 18 months Mm -hmm. trying to have another. And yet her faith has sustained her, and they're pregnant again. This one at, at 17 weeks. This one looks like it's going to be born healthily. And it is her faith that has sustained her through a very rigorous and grueling time as a young woman trying to have another child. So we're very grateful for what she witnessed, and I'm grateful that both she and my wife and my sister were there to to see that the Lord has us in his palm, and you can trust in him. Wow, the trials strengthening our faith is what I'm hearing. Gosh, and isn't God so good to provide this healing? Wow, just wow! He can do that. All He can do that for all of us, yes. no matter what our problem well, is. And that—that's what I think too. Is like you know what we think of miracles. You know, yeah. we—it's—it's it's kind of like what you talked about last week or this a few minutes ago about dreaming. Yes, you know, it's about dreaming, expanding mm-hmm. our hearts and our, and to receive the Lord. But you know, I also think one something that struck me about your story, Mike, is this is a more simpler fact. It's about the faith of your friends, mm. and I thought of the paralytic. In, um, I think, the Gospel of Mark, you know, the friends brought the paralytic to Jesus. And your friends stayed with you and brought people to you, actually kind of through them brought Jesus yeah. to you. Yeah. And you had that healing. Yeah. And he, Jesus healed wow. you. And, and how as we as people need to step out mm-hmm. and be those bold friends. The second thing that kind of came from me, and I'm sorry, this is like kind of yeah, on because a roll. Jules, we're at a minute and a half, honey. Okay. <laughs> Pulling me away. I'm pulling uh, you away. <laughs> um, it's, just, no, um, it's just the fact that we, when we have those miracles, and Mike, God bless you for stepping out um, and coming on our show to share this publicly. A lot of people aren't willing or kind of hesitant to share their miracles um, publicly, but if we don't share God's glory, we're stepping on God's glory. So thank you for, for you know, sharing God's glory and what he's Amen. doing and that Amen. it happens. Healing mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, Mike, God bless you. I just want to 
Go ahead. I just yep. want to quickly say thank you to all of the friends who were praying, the friends of my friends who were praying. That was powerful. Mm-hmm. also want to say quickly, the reason I was bleeding was because of using ibuprofen. Yeah. So if you take ibuprofen, take Prilosec and Nexium and protect yourself. Yeah. Oh, Other yeah, than that, pray and be friends with me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. thank you so much for being with us today. It's been our joy and pleasure. It's been a blessing for me. I appreciate the opportunity to share the Lord's goodness. God bless you, Mike. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Let's close our prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, just open up our eyes and give us spiritual eyes to see you work. Open our ears so that we can hear you and in others and see, hear your words to us. But most importantly, Lord, open our hearts that we may receive the graces and all the goodness and the dreams and the and the healings that you want to give to us. And we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now go do impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women. On The Voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio.